a new uh, Youssef uh, Shaheen podcast. Uh, today is our 36th. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of, we're getting there, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> getting to whatever we're getting to. <laughs> well, I, I, I do think that there's a kind of, you know, an increasing kind of knowledge, expertise, our ability to make mm. connections is improving. Uh, and partly through doing what we're doing today, which is we're not, in fact, looking at uh, Youssef Shaheen film. We're looking at uh, Karnak Cafe, Al Karnak, a film by Ali Badr Khan from 1975 that is a kind of a co-celebre in its own right, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very controversial, very popular film and very controversial film. Yes. And still is quite controversial, I think. It was banned, wasn't it? It was enormously popular, and then was it banned? No, I, no, no. I don't think it was banned, because it, it was um, I mean, it, it was censored, because it was made under the Sadat presidency, uh -huh. but it was, it, it was in favour of the Sadat presidency, so it was kind of had a, a degree of political influence over it. But, it, it, but yeah, it, it, it wasn't censored, because it was giving the message that the current government were, were wanting to give. Okay, so... Um... It's a film that's based on an Aqib Mahfouz novel, and Mahfouz is a very interesting figure because um, he worked uh, with Shaheen uh, uh, on various uh, uh, of his works. Um, and also, it's a film that kind of begs comparison to uh, The Sparrow, yeah? Mm. Uh, yeah? So, can you tell us the plot? <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, uh, the film centers on the Karnak Cafe. Sorry, it's a, a cafe in the middle of Cairo. Um, we start off in the uh, late 60s, no, early 70s, I think. Uh, and there's, there's, there's been some, some kind of military exercise, uh, military incident, and people are rushing to hospitals and there are, there's a doctor and there's, a, there's another doctor who's a kind of disbarred because he's a morphine addict. Mm. Then we flash back to find out how they got into that position. And so, mm. so effectively, it's the story of these at the, at the start of the flashback, it's the story of three students um, who are regulars at this cafe. So two, two, two boys and a girl. I say boys and a girl, but they're, they're, yeah, the, the actors are in their <laughs> 30s, I think. But anyway, yeah. uh, so they, they, they visit this cafe. They're having discussions. They're having political discussions and religious discussions. And one night they get uh, taken away by the secret police. Uh, and this is under the NASA presidency. So they're, they're taken away by the secret police, kept by them for, for weeks um, tortured um, to try and establish that they're members of the Muslim Brotherhood, which they're, which they're not. Then they're released. But then they get taken again, suspected of being communists, and they're tortured again. And two of them become police informers, and they're released again, and so on and so on. So, so they, in all, they're captured three times, and mm. you see this story developing, and their kind of cynicism developing um, through the kind of, as, as the NASA period um, comes to an end, really. Yes. So I think the film begins in 73, mm. and then it flashes back to the period just before the Seven Day War, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Six Day War. Six Day War, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I'm, I'm adding another one. <laughs> so um, it's a really poppyish film, yeah, uh, very melodramatic. Uh, I also think quite powerful, uh, and you can understand completely why it was such a success. It's also a kind of a model of a of a of a kind of a, a propagandist film, really. I mean, it is it is propaganda. Uh, 
and therefore, you know, for me, suffers as art, yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I found it very effective. Uh, though it must be said, you know, so, so Richard and I did a previous podcast, which for some reason, the recording didn't work for me. Uh, so, so this is kind of our second uh, uh, attempt to talk about it. And I tried watching it again this afternoon because I have such mm. a bad memory that I thought it would just be a way of keeping it fresh. And I must say, I couldn't get through it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not good enough to watch twice. <laughs> I, th- In I my think that's right. Opinion. <laughs> I, I think it, it's not a. I mean, it's a, it's a very effective film, and it, yeah, it's clearly very popular cinema. But I didn't think it was a particularly well-made film. Yeah. Just technically, just in terms of what the what the sets look like, just in terms of the the way it's yeah the the it's not yeah the direction is not interesting. The cinematography is not interesting. Um, but it really does work, and you can see that why it was hugely popular. I think. Yes. Um, the guy. So I mean, I'm slightly more forgiving of it because ha- having realised it's the it's the, the the director's first first film as director. Yes. But interestingly, he was a uh, assistant director to Shaheen on 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 two films ah. before this. So one of which was The Sparrow. Right. So I many think. connections yeah. to Shaheen. Yeah. Because yeah. in many ways, I mean, this does bear a lot of similarities to The Sparrow. Including, you know, the the shots of people running onto the streets saying, "We will fight, we will fight," yeah, as mm. as they as they've lost the war and been completely, yeah, yeah. you know, disillusioned by a government that had been completely lying to them, you know, throughout the war on national television. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think the the difference is that, or a difference is that, the Sparrow is very critical of of NASA, but in quite a subtle. Kind of allegorical way really mm-hmm. and it doesn't it's you know you, you you understand that criticism through what's not being said i guess in the film whereas, whereas this really well bludgeons you the viewer over the head with it and bludgeons the characters are literally bludgeoned over the head with it yes. um that, that you know this is evil there is the, the secret police are just taking people away they're beating them up they're you know, they're raping women and it, it it's you know and it's all shown pretty graphically and, and it, it's very you know very much, you know, just making this very unsubtle point over and over again, mm. really at great length. Mm. The villain is um, the head of the secret police, right, mm. who is shown to be um, leading a high life, you know, he's got a garden green with grass, which must cost a fortune in Egypt, mm. and a swimming pool and palm trees and cocktails, <laughs> as, you know, he, um, it's a bit like Casablanca, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 where they go, you know, arrest, arrest all the usual suspects, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're guilty or not guilty. You know, they mm. just round up people and then kind of, you know, accuse them of whatever, you know, people need to be accused of. Uh, not caring of the consequences, yeah, that uh, mm. it has uh, on, um, you know, the good citizens that are victims of all of this. And this trope, of this all-powerful and terribly uh, nasty uh, uh, secret police is something that one sees in so many um, so many cultures that had a post-dictatorship. Yeah, so mm. you know this is a figure that one sees in Spanish cinema, and it's a figure that one sees in Argentinian cinema. Yeah, and so on. And so, kind of here, we're seeing it in this film. Uh, 
and also kind of given, I suppose, Nazi tropes, right? At the end, he's just saying, I was just following orders, right? So, mm, you know, yeah, the yeah. whole thing of the Nuremberg trials, like how does, you know, how far does this excuse of just following orders, how far can you take it? Mm. Uh, so, so I found all of that quite interesting. I found, you know, the mixture of uh, melodrama and uh, documentary footage also really effective though really awful in some ways yeah like at least for an outsider looking at this mm. you, you see the wheels of the propaganda turning in a way that is you know not to the film's credit what, what did yeah you think? I, th I think that's right and I, I think it's as i said it's very 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 unsubtly making the point that you know nasa nasa is bad sadat is good and to, to an extent, in particular, I, I don't know what changed with the ending, but the ending was changed, I believe, at the censor's insistence. And uh, that, you, know, you do get this ending, which which essentially is saying, oh, luckily everything's fine now. And, yeah. and you know, um, it's it's interesting to compare to, to the book, which we we, you know, we haven't read, but which is available in, in English. Uh, and I, I was looking tonight, you can find a, a on the, the publisher's website has got an excerpt of the, the opening of the novel. And the, I mean, the novel for start, the novel's really quite short. It's only about 100 pages, um, and it, it it seems much more the novel kind of is set in the cafe, and it's the characters talking about their experiences. So you're not getting, I, I assume, you're not getting these lengthy scenes of torture. You're getting, you know, the characters coming out of that situation and being withdrawn and being depressed, and, and then telling, then then kind of gradually revealing what happened to them. Uh, so it's a very different tone, and certainly reading the opening of the book, it's very—it's all about the the narrator who, who I think I think the, the narrator of the book is not a character in the film. It's it's a someone who's observing all these different members of society in the cafe, and it's very descriptive. You know, he's going to get his watch fixed, and he one day just wanders into this cafe, and he, there's in this richly described room and all the characters are described, and the former belly dancer that runs it, all, all described in very sort of beautiful prose and it's it's like something like yeah, it's like brighthead revisited or uh -huh. something or you know that's that kind of thing just this kind of memory novel mm. so, so i think it's a very different the novel which I, I will now i know it's available in english I'll, I'll, I'll get hold of because it it feels like it'd be a very different experience to the film yeah that like but, but really but, yeah but essentially you know this film is a pulpy exploitation film that has been made from a you know a a lyrical novel by a, by a Nobel Prize winner. So it's an, it's an interesting thing. Um. It's an interesting mishmash. Uh, yeah. Um, so I suppose, how do you think this film helps us understand Shaheen better, and particularly The Sparrow? Um, I, th I think, um, you know, that's an interesting question. I, th I think... I, I do need to watch the Sparrow again, but I think, as I, as I said, as I understand it, the Sparrow was not a success, and the, this one was a success. Um, it was so. This is presumably what an Egyptian mainstream audience wanted at the time. Was this? They they didn't want subtlety, you know. Mm -hmm. they, they 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 didn't want allegory. They want they wanted this kind of impact. Um, it perhaps shows what a you know, particularly given that this the director was. A former associate of Shaheen's, and you know some of the key cast were were people who appeared in Shaheen films and would would continue to appear in Shaheen films. You know the, this was not a, you know, a uh, an alien um, 
bit of the industry you know mm. these are they're all interlinked so so it kind of i guess shows how perhaps one person you know shaheen disappears into this art house um um way of working um plowing his own furrow you know rather than existing in the popular Egyptian cinema mm. yes i mean it's interesting because um it's not a poorly made film mm. right i felt you know so there was something about it i mean my my thoughts watching it were um well first of all you see the zoom you know that was so mm. typical of the cinema of that period and zooming in and out in kind of a lazy way um but it's also very skilled if unimaginative it seemed to me that the camera was always at the right distance away yeah that kind of you know it allowed you to identify with the characters to get to know mm. them to warm to them right but it wasn't doing what Shaheen does, which is simultaneously, you know, dramatizing, uh, uh, you know, the dynamics of the interactions between characters. Yeah, but also in the way that he filmed it, he was also saying something about, you know, how you were watching it is also saying something about what you're watching and actually almost indistinguishable from it, really. And there's a poetic layering that, mm. you know, the compositions or you know, the decor, the costumes, or an insert or whatever brings to the drama that is largely absent from Alcock. Yeah, I, which I think is why, for instance, with with, with, with a Shaheen film like the, like the Sparrow or like Dawn of the New Day, you can, even if you don't know anything about the context, you know, the, the, the social and political context of it, you can still enjoy it as a film. Mm. Um, it, it's still a... A kind of rich experience in a way that I think this one you kind of need to to really get see any point to it at all you need to understand what was going on um in in Egyptian politics at this time I think mm -hmm. otherwise it's just or, or you just watch it as a, a kind of trashy 70s exploitation film because I, mean, I, mean, I think even as a, as a trashy 70s let's not say exploitation because actually it's a bit better than that uh, well, mm. yeah, like, I mean, I think it's like a melodrama, though I'll qualify that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I liked is that it evokes the milieu very well. So you go into the mm. cafe, you have the belly dancer, and she's like a very romantic kind of person, you know, and, and sensitive and, you know, in love with Hilmi, this man who's mm. much too young for her. Uh, and maybe yeah. she, you know, is a bit silly over that. But you also get the feeling that, you know, the cafe itself is, you know, is, is kind of like what you imagine in Spain in the 20s uh, or the tertulias or, you know, what you, uh, cafes in uh, uh, Samuel uh, uh, time, mm. right? You know, it's like uh, it's a place for discussion of ideas and art and politics. And, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a salon. Yeah, you know, thing, you know, yeah. It's a place where you go to chat about the important events of the day. And I, and I, th I think that's from the brief excerpt of the book I, I, I looked at tonight. It, it feels like, yeah, the book, like kind of almost the character, the cafe is a character in the book, you know, yeah. it's sort of so, so richly described. And I think you, you don't so much get that feeling here. Uh, but I think clearly that's the point. This is a social centre and, it, and, it, and it's a political and cultural centre, and it's gathered together these people from different backgrounds. So there's a, you know, there's there's a, there are the three medical, the, the you know, the medical students. There's a politics student. There's the, um, the 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 kind of uh, middle-aged 
academic. There's you know, various people. There, there are people who've done various different things and are now working in the cafe. And then they're kind of just sketched in in the film. But I, I presume there's more. You know, the the book I think centres on more of the, more of the characters. You know? mm. Mm. Yeah, the story's told very. The film is very different because it begins as a flashback, mm. right? So what happens is. Uh, we have uh, our hero, who is Ishmael, who's played by Nur el-Sharif. Um, you know, and we're told he's a morphine addict and, you know, a homeless person. And, you know, um, but there's a bombing and he wants to help. Uh, and he gets his old neighborhood childhood girlfriend, you know, uh, uh, Zainab, who's played by Suad Husni, um, to allow him in. Uh, to the hospital, the head of the hospital says, no, you know, he, he stole our morphine or whatever, right? And then, you know, the story is a flashback about, you know, how this man became so broken down. And of course, mm. you, you know, what the film tells you is that it wasn't just him alone, you know, it was all of his classmates as well, and it was done by the state, and it was yeah. really horrible, right? Mm. Uh, and one of the horrors is that he let himself be broken to protect Zainab, uh, who ended up getting raped in a, mm. for the time, what must have been a very graphic way. Yeah. 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 We should talk about that because it, it, it's a scene that, so that the, the, the torture scenes and uh, do go on for quite a long time. And then there's this rape scene, which is the way it's filmed to me feels quite gratuitous. It, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not yeah, by, by kind of European or American standards. It's not, that explicit in terms of what is shown but it goes on for a long time and it, i think it goes on for longer than it actually needs to to make make the point that's being made um but and, and certainly from what i've read about the film and the reception of the film it's it's still you know you you sort of get references to al Karnak with that notorious assault scene you know mm. but what's interesting which i didn't realize until this evening when i was uh, sort of just reading up on the film is that uh, Suad hosni was married to the director, so they they they'd been married since 1970, uh, and they continued. They were married for about another five years after after this film was made. So that that sort of I I I don't know whether that makes me view that scene differently. I guess in terms of the circumstances in which it was filmed, mm. Um, mm. there'd be a level of trust between the actress, the, the actor and the director. Perhaps it's, this is not a an unknown actress put in that position. But what made me see the scene differently is reading uh, that uh, Swad Husni had been in show business since the age of three and, mm. and presumably had been a child star. Yeah. Um, and, and it made me wonder, so was that like, I don't know, seeing, you know, Shirley Temple raped in a film or, you know, seeing Judy Garland raped in a film? Was she, did it, what, yeah. What's just occurred to me is that it's like, it's, it's not completely like, but it's a little bit like those films that Julie Andrews made with Blake Edwards, who ah. is her husband, like SOB, where yeah, she yeah, yeah. Uh, she has a topless scene. And that was kind of, you know, incredibly shocking because that was Julie Andrews. Yes. And it was kind of Julie Andrews directed by her husband. But it, but yeah, you're right. It, 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 she was such a big star. And she, as, as you say, she'd been a... Um, acting since she was a child. I, I imagine it must have made that scene even more shocking. Yes, um, because I do think it's different. You know, Julie Andrews, you know, although actually I, I suppose it's different in Britain where she was mm. a child star, but she wasn't a child movie star. Yeah. No. So, no. so I do think, 
you know, to have someone who was known and beloved since she was a child and then show her being raped, that must have been extraordinarily powerful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Particularly when the film shows it as this one does. Yeah, you say yeah. The, the scenes last too long. It kind of, the film does, I mean, what, so, whereas before I was saying it's melodramatic, but, you know, not exploitative, there are actually elements that are really exploitative, including the rape scene, and also yeah. all of those scenes of gratuitous whippings. Like, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. gets whipped, and they get whipped, like, forever. And there's something kind of, you know pulpy and too much about that yeah it's yeah you, it's you know pornographic. You don't, it feels pornographic. yeah 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 because you don't need to you you need to make you can see why he's making clear that this happened but it's just like yeah we okay we get it this happened and he just carry you know he just carries on yeah and <laughs> it it's just you know yeah the, this the scenes of the of the of the of the, 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 the young men being whipped and the, and the, and the rape scene and then they get whipped again, and then she, you know, she's threatened with rape again, and it just kind of—I mean, yeah—they're—they're—they're they're, they're making the point that this is an awful, awful thing to happen. But it, but you're right; it do, it does feel. I mean, it's kind of torture porn, is the phrase, isn't it? It's, <laughs> yes, it's, it's uh, you know, it's like like um, uh, you know the Saw films or something like that. And, um, mm. and it, yeah, in some, and, and again, I mean, I, I guess it's making you know, it, it is making a point because, mm. but it's making this very blunt propaganda point about just how bad the previous regime was mm. um, and i think we mentioned before this is like the um the early shaheen film um the, the blazing blazing sun mm. where you're seeing torture and you're seeing executions but these were done you know the film is set under king farouk so mm. it's and made under nasa so it's kind of your once again you're criticizing the previous regime which is easier to do you know mm. Um, one of the things that we haven't mentioned is the extent to which the film goes to absolve its protagonists of responsibility. So, you know, our leading couple, Zeynab and Ishmael, are completely innocent, right? But that doesn't mean that they're, well, in a way they're all innocent, right? But one of them, Hilmi, is in fact involved in a communist cell. Mm. Yeah, uh, and he tries to get the others involved. And, you know, when they're found out, uh, uh, he, Ishmael, gets shunned, yeah? Mm. So so the effects of um, speaking, you know, uh, I mean, I, I think I mentioned to you previously that this all reminded me of, um, what's his name? You know, Queen Elizabeth I's yeah, yeah. Uh, torture, I forget his name, you know. So the idea was that you didn't extract a confession under torture because anything could be extracted under torture. So if you what you really wanted was information, that was mm. not the best way to achieve it. Though if all you wanted was a confession, that was fine to go that way, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's a like great yeah. scene in this where they, they, they get him to confess and... and um, He's like, yeah, okay, okay, I've I've been a communist. Yeah. Okay, how long have you been a communist? And he says eight years. And they say, no, well, no, 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 you can't say eight years because eight years ago you were in school. And also, what have we been doing for eight years? We've not arrested you. He's like, oh, okay, two years then. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. And it it just makes the point about how futile, how pointless this is. You know, they're 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 just doing it to to have a scapegoat. Yeah. Um, 
I liked the the uh, all those uh, relationships that you see uh, in the film uh, and how they're developed. Uh, I also um, thought it was very melodramatically effective. Hilmi's death, mm. yeah, it just was. A, they're all about to be released, um, and what you get at the end is a picture of a generation that has been trampled, lied to. Uh, tortured, denied knowledge. I so you know the only reason why these people are able to get the kind of education that they've got is because of the socialization process by the previous regime, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, w which nonetheless also has the effect of fa fa at the end torturing them, denying them, all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, and. And that's an interesting point to compare, isn't it, with something like uh, Dawn of a New Day, because the, these these students are the same generation as that as the the young student in Dawn of a New Day who has the affair with the older woman, um, and and in that film it's kind of oh yeah you know the youth of the future the you know the the, the government is going to have fund them through their studies and mm. send them to Germany and so on, and here you get a very different picture. Yes, um, um, it's a whole generation kind of downtrodden. Mm. Uh, 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 by it. And then, of course, it begins and ends with, you know, these armies and cannon fire and, yeah, all, mm. you know, documentary footage interspersed into this melodrama. So the film aims to give you a picture of the nation at a particular moment. And actually, one that is both. Um, has overcome this terrible past into a new triumphal moment. <laughs> yeah, which is dawn dawn of another new day. <laughs> yes, which is why the film seems so. Um, I mean, it's it's maybe too strong a word, but I was going to say that it has a kind of a fascist aesthetic. Mm. You know, mm. um, only in that manipulation of emotion and that you know mixing of um documentary and real footage to particular emotive ends to, yeah, to rouse yeah. people and be, because yeah the, the, this is a film that has been you know made in the way it's been made at the behest to an extent of the of the current government and there's a couple of interesting links that we'll include on the blog um, so there's a New York Times article from the time where they, it, it's not a review, it's talking about, it, it, it's kind of a journalist talking about the audience response to it. And like, for example, saying that, um, like for a start, the, the real character that the police chief is based on tried to get the film banned, but failed. Mm. Um, but it does talk about, you know, it's a landmark of denasserization, um, a slow process by which the Sadat regime has been debunking what it calls the negative aspects of Nasserism. So, you know, it's very much of a time. Mm. Um, there's a, it says, you know, what one day the regulars are arrested and, quote, gone away for half an hour, as one of their friends puts it, in a time-honored local euphemism that makes the audience laugh and jeer. So mm. that's, presumably, yeah, the, the cinema audience are like, they know they know exactly what that means because yes. that's happened to them or their friends. Yes. But the the other article we found is a um, a review of the of the novel when it, the novel was translated into English about ten years ago, um, and apparently there's an afterword 
in the novel, which hopefully is in the edition we can get hold of, the, 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 where the translator effectively has a, does some pretty brutal criticisms of the film yes. and you know the, the, the liberties that the film took with the book because essentially the, I'm sure the book is a much more nuanced um, and the book is I'm sure not making the point that oh well hey luckily everything's okay now because <laughs> um, President Sadat has sorted out every problem that Egypt had I'm sure the, I'm sure the novel is not saying that uh, but that's what that's the message you get at the end of the film really mm. um I really appreciated watching what is clearly a commercial venture done in a mm. melodramatic and kind of, you know, pulpy way, uh, you know, and clearly one of the great successes of the day. And it's a really good context from which my appreciation of Shaheen increases. Yeah, mm. because obviously what he's doing is much more difficult to set up to get funding to, you know, and also a much, much harder sell, yeah? Yeah, um, yeah. So is there anything that you want to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. I think we've, we've, we've covered the pros and cons of this film. It's, uh, it's, it is worth a look. It's, on, it's not commercially available, as far as I'm aware, in, in, in the UK. Um, it's on YouTube, but without subtitles. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if you hunt, you'll be able to find subtitles and... Uh, <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah. I really appreciated seeing it, and I would recommend uh, that others interested in Egyptian cinema in general, or Youssef Shaheen in particular, have a look. Uh, but as I said, I tried to watch it twice, and I just couldn't. So mm. once was enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We are the Youssef Shaheen uh, podcast, uh, and uh, we will return. Uh, in a week or so's time. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.